You may call yourself a UK Wildcat fan, and you may think you know a lot about them. Now, don't take this personally, please. But I'm willing to bet that my special guest on this week's show has researched Big Blue statistics that you haven't even come close to thinking about. He is Mr. Corey Price, and if his name sounds familiar, well... That's with good reason. He started collecting stats on the Cats a little over a decade ago, and it has certainly taken him places. He has also done a fair amount of blogging for WildcatBlueNation.com and written a number of articles, which you owe it to yourself to go back and read, even if they are several years old. So we'll touch briefly on that. We'll learn how Corey developed a passion for the Big Blue and for statistical information and... We will find out about Corey's future goals and ambitions. So get that game face on and get ready because here comes Blabbit in the Bluegrass, Season 7, Episode 4. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Hartford to Harlan, Hodgenville to Holland, we cover the Commonwealth better than a blanket, and we do so with pride. Right here, and only here, on Blabbing in the Bluegrass, as we thoughtfully and faithfully explore and celebrate all things Kentucky. With me, Sam Moore, here at the High Class, Highfalutin North Quail Motel, in stunning Henderson KY, and I tell you, speaking of stunning, the collection of stats on the Big Blue that my special guest, Corey Price, has gathered in recent years, it is nothing short of stunning. I mean, even if you're not a UK fan, you've got to appreciate this man's work, and perhaps it'll inspire you to start collecting similar information about the team that you follow and adore. And you may try to duplicate Corey. Now, I hate to burst your bubble, but that ain't going to happen. Corey Price is in a league of his own, to say the least. In fact, he is now the official UK Radio Network statistician during football season for home games. He accompanies the broadcast team of Tom Leach and Jeff Picoro in the booth while uh, gathering stats about uh, each of the home games that you often hear read on the air by uh, Tom Leach and Jeff Picoro. And even during basketball season, you'll hear frequent shout-outs to Corey and his stats, even though he's not sitting on the sidelines with uh, Tom Leach during basketball season. But uh, he often gets love from the radio network and well-deserved. So we'll find out about uh, the stats that he has covered, how he found the inspiration to dig up these stats and the articles he has written. There's one that we will particularly zero in on, but there's plenty others that you definitely owe it to yourself to read on WildcatBlueNation.com. But we'll dive into that discussion momentarily. Before we get to Corey, I have 
As per usual, a bluegrass brain buster. It is ready for you on a weekly basis. We strive to do one of these, so you'll get the question now. And uh, while Corey and I are talking about the cats, you can think on it, and we will reveal the answer at the end of the show. Now, we're coming off two straight games in which the Kentucky Wildcats have uh, overcome halftime deficits to win. These include games against Georgia and Texas A&M. In both of those games, they were down at intermission, and they came back to win the game. When was the last time that Kentucky came from behind at the half to win two consecutive times? Again, we're coming off two straight games in which Kentucky has overcome halftime deficits to win the basketball game. Those include games against uh, Georgia and Texas A&M. I want to know when was the last time Kentucky overcame halftime deficits to win in two consecutive games. You think on that, and we will give you the answer in the program's final segment. Best of luck. I got a feeling you're going to need it. Sam Moore proudly presents his Commonwealth Crowd Pleaser. If you follow UK basketball and football faithfully, you're undoubtedly at least somewhat familiar with uh, this gentleman and his work. He has been compiling Wildcat stats for a number of years. It started as merely a hobby, and uh, as we'll hear, it has certainly taken him places. He has also written various articles for a wildcatbluenation.com, which we'll dive into more as we go along. But he is now the official UK radio network statistician during football season, which means he gets to sit in the booth with the great Tom Leach and Jeff Picoro. So we'll find out more about this as well. We're going to learn about um, how he discovered his interest in stats and how he became so passionate about them and how he, uh, started following UK Wildcat basketball and football in the first place. So let's hear it for my special guest today, none other than Mr. Corey Price. Thank you uh, very, very much for that, Sam. I tell you, I'm glad to have you here, sir. I was actually familiar with your work before you started getting the uh, the frequent radio network shout outs that you do because um, we're both friends with uh, Mr. Brian Oaks. I got to know him at Western and he was telling me uh, you know all about your your stats and your tweets and so forth and I know you're friends with um, Brian too now did uh, did you and Brian go to a high school together is that how y'all met uh no we worked together at uh Kroger oh you met in the Kroger world yes oh, okay. that's awesome because he's a legend in the Kroger world yes. and uh, and yes, uh, in addition to all of your um you know, your UK roles that you do on the side. Kroger is uh, your day job too, isn't it? It was. Uh, I, I actually left in January of 2020. I was there for a little over 16 years. Okay. Well, that's, hey, that's a, a, a remarkable time frame there. So um, what what is it that's uh, keeping you busy now in addition to your UK work? Uh, I do some accounting work for a company in Louisville. Uh, called optim it's optim. on uh, yep okay cool so, so, so shout out to optim i'll tell you accounting goes great with um crunching numbers which is also yes. definitely involved with stats so you know it's right. the, the two go hand in hand but uh <laughs> anyway i'm sure glad you're here anxious to talk with you about your uh 
your fascinating background. So let's go back to when you were a kid. First off, Corey, uh, what was it and when was it, I should say, that you first developed a passion for wildcat sports? And what are your fondest memories of following the Big Blue in those early years? Uh, it started pretty early. Uh, my dad uh, w- was a huge Cats fan. So just obviously being, being around him as a kid, I, I would watch games with him. Um, my earliest memories, um, unfortunately, it probably goes back to 92. And, uh, you know, that one game that I don't, I don't want to mention. Uh, we, we don't want to talk about that yeah. one, do we? All UK yeah. fans know which one we're yeah. talking about. But, yeah, the 92 game shall remain nameless. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think the earliest I can remember memories for football is probably uh, the 93 Peach Bowl against Clemson, which, which, again, is not a game that we want to really recall. But uh, It didn't work out quite the right way, but it was a bowl game. <laughs> yeah. So my earliest memories are probably, I don't know, seven or, seven or eight years old, I'd say watching the games with with my dad and I started to like him then and uh my passion has only grown since since then well that's awesome now were were y'all season ticket holders when you were a kid uh no um I actually I uh, only went to one football game prior to being a student at UK and I didn't go to any basketball games uh actually prior to prior to being a student Okay, so you had some making up to do when you hit campus. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, now, um, did you ever play any sports in your younger days? Uh, not for my school or anything. I did play, like, uh, church league rec basketball, but uh, nothing more than than that. Okay, so you, uh, you know, that that made it even more exciting to watch UK basketball, no doubt. Now, which, uh, which high school did you go to there in Louisville? I went to Mail and I graduated in 2004. Okay, so you're a Mail Bulldog. Yes, sir. That's right. Definitely uh, no shame in that. No. But uh, anyway, your um, UK sports fandom undoubtedly reached a whole new level when you attended the University of Kentucky, which you did between uh, 2004 and 2008. So um, what exactly did you study while you were there in Lexington? I got my bachelor's in uh, math, so I guess that kind of kind of. There's where numbers come yeah, in. Yeah, it's, it's kind of <laughs> uh, from from the start. Uh, I've always loved numbers and I've always loved sports, so I guess liking stats was kind of kind of natural fit for me. I guess. Yeah. So you, you uh, graduated with a math degree, and you said that uh, you know you had a lot of making up to do as far as attending sports when you got to campus. So uh, talk about your involvement in uh, UK athletics when you were a student? Uh, I went to, uh, obviously, uh, I went to every football home game, uh, almost every basketball home game. Um, my senior year in football, we, I rushed the field twice. We beat uh, Louisville when they were top 10. And uh, when we beat uh, LSU when, when they were ranked number one. So those are two pretty pretty awesome memories from, exactly. from time there. yeah and Kentucky was ranked number eight at the time and how often does yeah. that happen in football so I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you those are definitely fond memories so uh, yes. I know student workers pitch in as uh, helpers in the arena and the stadium during games too you never uh, you never did any of that did you nope I was just uh just a crazy student fan you were just an yes. avid hardcore yes. 
diehard supporter. Now, uh, I tell you, I've heard plenty of stories about that UK ticket lottery, and it gets pretty crazy, I know, uh, especially during basketball season. So you probably spent lots of um, miserable hours and uh, unfavorable weather conditions to get those tickets. It wasn't too bad. Uh, it was uh, in – indoors so it wasn't the weather it wasn't right oh, back. okay it was in the craft center by then yeah and uh uh a lot of my friends went so if if our group was called last or next to last or towards the end of the list i you know i had time to chat chat with them and stuff so it wasn't wasn't, wasn't too bad yeah there you go so you know if one of your friends won you you could reap the benefits and so you had a little flexibility there Yes, yep. indeed. So I bet you've spent uh, quite a bit of time in that eruption zone during basketball season. Too. Oh, yes. And uh, it's kind of sad the, the last two years I was there. Uh, my last two years was Tubby's last year and Billy's first year. And we were, fortunately, we weren't, we, we just weren't great. And uh, I guess one of the bad memories I have, remember, from my senior year. Yeah, those, <laughs> both of those two teams struggled, unfortunately. Yep. But you at least got that experience uh there there are no seats in the eruption zone are there don't you just stand right we, we stand i was gonna yep. say i didn't think there were any seats in there but that yep. uh you know that makes it fun though and plus uh you know you could probably almost feel the sweat coming off the players when they were running up and down the floor yeah, it was it was pretty awesome being being that close uh, i remember my junior year uh college game day came when uh, uh florida came to to, to town and I went with a, a good good friend of mine to rep uh, the night before and stayed out overnight. It was, it was cold, but it was it was, it was a close game. I think we ended up losing by three, but it was an awesome, awesome game. Yeah, and that's a good experience, you know, sitting outside in the cold to wait for game yeah. day. And um, I'm guessing the game day was inside rep. And I know, I know yep. they didn't get 24,000 in there for game day, but I'm sure they had a big crowd. It was big. It was definitely big. Uh, the crowd was great. Um, you know, wish we would have won, but you know, it was yeah, still that, that would have made it. Uh, you know, that would have been icing on the cake. But still, still a good day. Did you get any texts or you know calls from anybody? Hey, we saw you on TV. Uh, no, no. You, you, you just maybe close. weren't quite that close, but uh, <laughs> not quite close enough to to get on camera. But um, anyhow, Corey, those are definitely things that I know you'll you'll never forget. Now, many people call themselves Kentucky Wildcat fans, but lots of them aren't fond of crunching numbers and wouldn't even try to collect uh, a fraction of the data that that you've gathered, sir. So, uh, describe how you discovered your uh, your stat fascination and what inspired you to start compiling them like i said uh probably in middle school was probably when i started like really really paying attention to box scores and uh records uh, i remember uh getting like uh major league baseball fact book i think i think in seventh or eighth grade and remember also remember uh every year wanting to get the cat's paws uh, football yearbook and basketball yearbook because um, it had like a record section in, in uh, the back. Uh, so probably sixth, seventh, eighth grade, somewhere in there, I, I really started to hone in on records and numbers and stats and facts. Um, sure. I think uh, it probably helped uh, the football had uh, Tim, uh, Tim Couch, my uh, seventh and eighth grade year. Oh, yes, an offensive um, machine. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> pretty awesome that 
only group group grew my interest and of course basketball was great uh, when, 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 when i was in middle school they when uh i got to the finals my uh oh they won the title when i was in the sixth grade so oh yeah 98 so it was definitely easy to <clears throat> be excited about it when when the teams were exciting so and, and really ever since then i've just been looking at uh uh just patterns and trends and uh players that like you know great game performances that you know may, maybe hasn't happened in a long time i try and do research and see the last time some happened with a certain team or some player yeah and everybody at least in big blue nation is, is certainly reaping the benefits of that information it's funny how it all started with uh, an mlb fact book now uh being there in louisville where you uh uh, were you a Reds fan? No, I am a Braves fan. Braves fan. Okay. So, I know, you know, there's a lot of Reds fans in Louisville, yeah. including um, our buddy Brian. And uh, of course, there's right. quite, a, quite a few Cardinals fans up there too. But anyway, there were Braves fans all over the place too back in the day because of uh, the Superstation primarily. That's right. That's right. And, and I tell you, you, uh, you caught that fever as well. Now, um, let me uh, give our audience an example of uh, one of your great stats that uh, that you recently posted following Kentucky's big win over Georgia on uh, Tuesday night at Rupp Arena. You said uh, Oscar Shibway is the first Kentucky men's basketball player to have at least 30 points and 20 rebounds in uh, a single game since Mike Phillips against LSU on February 2nd of 1976 so the old timers listen and will remember mike phillips's uh, performance no doubt but that's a little history 1976 was uh, let's see 46 almost 47 years ago It'll be 47 years uh, <laughs> next month but um anyhow Corey, uh what are the most common strategies that you use to uh, generate ideas for your stat research I don't know if I have a strategy per se. I just uh, uh, when the game's getting close to ending, uh, I'll go online and start to look at the box score and look at each player and see if any any number like you know stands out, pops out at me. And then I'll uh, John Scott has an amazing website, BigBlueHistory.net. Uh, uh, it's the best website in my opinion. There you go. Shot um, that down, folks. BigBlueHistory.net. That's one of Corey's uh, yeah. great sources, and he's just naturally curious. So when he discovers a you know a number or a you know a, a bizarre tidbit, he you know a lot of times I can tell that he'll just go back and he'll be like, "Hey, when was the last time this happened?" Now, uh, do you ever have people uh, tweet you questions or maybe text you questions like, "When was the last time this or that happened?" Yeah, uh, there are times where I'll tweet something that it might spark some other interest or question from someone else on Twitter, and they'll ask me something. Um, it's not too, too common, but I get it every once in a while. Yeah, so I'm telling you, it, it, it may happen that more after, you know, <laughs> blabbing in the bluegrass here and then the Alan Cutler show that you were on last week and all the uh, various uh, appearances that you are making. So I'm guessing you probably started tweeting out UK stats. Was it while you were a, a student or maybe shortly thereafter? Uh, shortly after. Um, like, I'm sure like a lot of U UK fans, uh, 
Matt Jones mentioned uh, there was some account on Twitter uh, back in March of 2009 that was, I think, giving updates on whether Cal was coming to uh, UK or staying in Memphis or whatever. So I joined Twitter back in March of 2009 uh, for, for that reason. And uh, so I started, I started tweeting stats then. So that was you giving those updates. And I know it wasn't me, but I, it was some. I don't, I oh, I see. You got on Twitter so you could follow this guy that yeah. was giving updates. Yeah, correct. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, 2009 would have been right after uh, you graduated there, and I know that uh, Twitter was really um, starting to, to take off right about that time. Now, when seeking out obscure information to answer those burning UK basketball and football questions. Um, you know, you mentioned one of your, your primary sources that you use, uh, the Big Blue History page. What are some of the other sources that you typically turn to for uh, research purposes, Corey? Uh, well, uh, UKAthletics.com has a fact book for both men's basketball and football. Um, I have a subscription to uh, new, newspapers.com, which has archives of uh, all kinds of papers across the country, and uh, fortunately, uh, the paper in Louisville has has their uh, I think their entire uh, uh, archive date back like 1830 online. So that helps a little bit. There you um, go. So you can look up little old Louisville couriers and journals. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, also, uh, explore.uky.edu is a site through UK that has a bunch of archives and. Uh, within those archives, they have uh, old fact books for men's basketball and football. They have old uh, student student papers. So uh, those are probably my my top top ones. Yeah, so you've got quite a few sources to choose from there when you're uh, when you're gathering your information. Now you mentioned um, you know Mac Jones back in the day. You started following him when he started you know advertising those tweets about updates on the Calipari status, whether he was coming to Kentucky or not, which of course he ultimately did. Um, and you've gotten a few shout outs on Kentucky sports radio from Mac Jones as well. Have you uh, had the privilege of meeting Matt yet? Uh, I've seen him a few times uh, here and there. No, like, no, like long, long talks or anything, but I've been to uh, some of the shows, some of the pregame shows, some of the postgame shows, uh, but just, uh, just a, you know, high, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, I know every year for those of you that don't know, he takes his uh, radio show on the road to different spots throughout the state. And so that's what Corey's talking about. He's, uh, he's been to uh, a few of those. That's always, uh, that's always a big time. Now in years past, Corey, you did a considerable amount of blogging for uh, wildcatsbluenation.com. Now for those who aren't familiar with that at this point explain the 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 purpose of of this website and just the various types of content featured on it uh a good good friend of mine uh he was born and racing in kentucky but uh moved to florida his name is paul paul jordan uh, he was he was i guess the the uh the guy who was uh running that site i think back in probably around the time i started twitter oh wait oh nine 2010 somewhere in there uh, he asked me to, to do some uh some posts uh before each game for um, both men's basketball and football uh dealing with all kinds of numbers and team facts and uh the opposing teams facts and whatnot and uh we did that through about uh 
2013 or 2014, I believe is probably the last time I uh, posted for the website, but it was, it was awesome. Um, I'm glad he gave me that chance to, to uh, do posts for a blog and it definitely helped me. That's cool. Uh, so your buddy, uh, Paul Jordan started that and a lot of people still post it's it's a fan site basically so i'm guessing you know different fans just um you know post different articles pertaining to games and teams and what have you yes correct that's awesome and so you know people can get involved that way and they can also uh check out different you know archived articles like the one that we're about to talk about that i find fascinating that Corey wrote i'd like to flash back to uh, it was 2013 mr price and you wrote an article which celebrated the the rich history of then commonwealth stadium in honor of its 40th anniversary in 2013 of course it's now called kroger field but um talk if you would about how you obtained such uh, detailed information about Commonwealth Stadium's most famous games and moments. Well, like I uh, said before, uh, I used um, the UK Football Factbook, uh, looked at uh, old, old papers, um, old old fact books online, uh, and then I I had the privilege uh, to email and write uh, several past players and coaches, which was amazing that they took time out of their day to answer my questions. Uh, it's pretty awesome you know, being a, a uh, lifelong fan to be able to uh, get feedback and, you know, great memories of past coaches and players. It was, it was pretty, pretty special. Yeah. So folks, he, uh, he emailed these, uh, these former coaches and uh, in some cases players and asked them, you know, about their most memorable moments from years past in Commonwealth stadium. And I know you heard back from, people such as bill curry and yep. hal mummy and yep gosh uh, yep. A, a number he, of others uh, uh, even uh, fran fran uh fran kersey which was the first head coach when we moved into uh commonwealth stadium so that oh, was, that's right yeah fran kersey was the uh, the coach when commonwealth stadium first opened back in 1930 or it's 30, 1973. So it's uh it's it's great that that you were able to hear from uh, from him. Now Jerry Claiborne was the coach throughout most of the 80s. I know he passed away. Um, I guess it was you know late 90s, early 2000s. So obviously you wouldn't have uh, been able to to touch base with him. Rich Brooks, did you uh, were you able to talk to him? Uh, no, unfortunately, I. Uh... Uh, at the time, I didn't have any way of getting in in touch with him. But I mean, now now he he's on uh, Twitter and he has great tweets. He's always talking about going golfing and farming or uh, growing tomatoes and stuff. So he's 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 pretty cool. Oh yeah, and I know he loves to fish too. So I'm sure he's yes. always <laughs> tweeting yeah. about his outdoor stuff. But that was that was awesome, and that was a a really in depth article with a lot of great memories. How long did it take you to to gather information for that article? Um, probably a few weeks, uh, to give, you know, uh, players coaches time to, uh, respond, um, the research, uh, probably less than a week, probably I'd say. Yeah. And then to write the article probably took a couple days as well. Right. 
Yeah, it, it was definitely a lot to get all their questions and answers uh, compiled and uh, of all the stuff I looked over, what, what to include and what, what I you know didn't want to include and stuff. So Yeah, I'd sort through your research, decide the, what to include. But that, that was a very interesting article, folks. So, uh, you know, if you type in the 40 years of Commonwealth Stadium history, something like that, when Corey Price in a Google search engine, that'll take you right to that article. Or you could go, uh, of course, to wildcatbluenation.com and it'll be uh, in the archives there you'll definitely enjoy especially you uk football fans you'll get a big kick out of Corey price's article there among others that he wrote back in the day now during uk football season Corey, you're privileged to sit like we said in the press box with the voice of the big blue mr tom leach and color commentator Jeff Pecoro, while serving as the Radio Network's official game day statistician. So first, uh, tell us when and how this opportunity fell in your lap. So uh, the guy who was doing stats for Tom at the time, uh, Bob Livesey, uh, he, uh, he had been doing it for uh, a couple of decades, I believe. And going into uh, last season, going into the 2021 season, uh, I think he had uh, thoughts of uh, stepping down. Uh, I think he wanted to be be a fan. Uh, so uh, Brad Tucker, who is the producer of the broadcast for, for UK radio, uh, he reached out to me uh, and he asked if I would want to uh, do a job and uh, I of course said yes so uh, last season I got in touch with Bob and he uh, he uh, told me you know the basics of what he did and he let me do a uh, let me do the first half of one game last year kind of as practice and then uh, this summer he officially uh, decided to step down and uh, uh, just be a fan from now on yeah, I'd say he earned that right. And tw- so 2021, you did one half, and in 2022, you did all the home games with yes. uh, <laughs> with yeah. Tom and and Jeff. Well, I know that was uh, a thrill for you, and we'll we'll continue to be fun. Now, uh, I know from experience, there's never a dull moment listening to Tom and Jeff on the radio. So, what what was it like to uh, accompany them in the booth for three ish hours during pigskin home games? It's, uh, I finished one season and, and to be honest, it's still hard to believe I'm doing it. Um, when uh, Tom started calling games for football when, when, when I was 12 back in 97. And uh, if you told me at, at 12 years old that one day I'd be sitting next to Tom Leach, uh, I would have told you, you you were crazy. So it's still it's still hard to believe. It's, it's, it's uh, I don't know what to say besides it's awesome. Uh, they're two great guys. Uh, they've been nothing but but nice to me, and uh, I just look forward to doing it again uh, next year. Oh, absolutely! I know that uh, you know they're they're definitely fun to work with. I can tell, and I know whenever uh, whenever our buddy Brian runs into Jeff Pecoro at the stadium, a lot of times he says Jeff will offer him a slice of pizza. He'll be like, "Here, have a slice of pizza." Has Jeff uh, has Jeff ever offered you pizza, Corey? <laughs> Not pizza, but um. Uh, you the UK pressable does have food at the, each game, so it's you know it's kind of a yeah you get <laughs> for for uh, they feed for all the, the media peeps and the 
the statisticians like yourself, and I know that food never disappoints. But I've heard that, you know, the hardest part probably is that whenever something big happens, whenever Kentucky scores a touchdown, <laughs> they don't want you clapping and stomping your feet and whistling up there in the press box, do they? <laughs> Well, it's slightly different because uh, we're we're in the booth and not the press box, so um, we don't we don't uh, necessarily like yell or scream, but uh, we do you know high fives or fist bumps or something, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, but definitely uh, that's probably the by far the hardest part is not um, uh, openly cheering. Uh, yeah, after, even after if it's <laughs> even if the stadium's rattling around you and the air raid yeah. sirens going off, you just <laughs> you kind of have to, yeah. you know, keep your cheering quiet while the uh, the mics are turned on. But I know uh, deep down, whenever those things happen, you're uh, you're definitely rejoicing. Now, uh, give us an overview of the the stats that you provide Tom and Jeff with during those uh, broadcasts for. UK home games. So I uh, know uh, typically uh, Tom likes to know each team's uh, third downs for for the game. Once you know a, a third down comes up, so I'll give him that. Um, a lot of times from like the second quarter on, he'll want uh, what each quarterback's doing uh, stats wise at the start of each drive. Um, he'll want uh, team stats at the at the end of the first and third third quarters. Uh, and then, uh, if some other players, he thinks he's having a good day, uh, he'll, he'll make me aware of that and he'll, he'll want to know their, 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 their numbers as well. Yeah. So lots of interesting tidbits that you hear about during the broadcast come from Mr. Corey Price. And I know he looks forward to, uh, providing them in years to come, even during basketball season, although you're not, um, uh, you're not there with with Tom on the uh, on the sidelines there, you know, court side. He still has been known to read off plenty of your stats. And I know you don't sit with Tom and Jeff when they go on the road, but you uh, you make those road trips occasionally, don't you? Yes, I did. Uh, I actually uh, went with them on the road uh, for the Tennessee game, and they actually the uh, bowl game actually, which is which is, I mean. The game was was not great, but uh, just the the uh, the uh, atmosphere. Oh sure, uh, was, was awesome. So you went to Tennessee. That atmosphere was was really awesome too. So you actually went with the radio crew for those games. Yes, it was it was great. Uh, obviously, since uh, the basketball team was playing uh, a Louisville at the same time, the crowd was not as uh, full as we had hoped it would be, but. Uh, our fans still, still, still cheered loud. Oh yeah. Those who, those who were there definitely uh, showed up and showed out at the music city bowl. So that's great that you got to make a, a few of the games away from Kroger field. And uh, you know, with any luck, you'll, uh, you'll get to do more and more of those and uh, make lots of those trips in, in years to come with, with Tom and Jeff. Now you've already made quite a splash, sir, with your, impressive assortment of wildcat tweets and stats and i know we'll enjoy plenty more where that came from in the years ahead so uh why don't you discuss some future goals that you've set for yourself Corey? um i think at some point uh i would i would love to do some type of full-time job with uh with uk either uh uk athletics or 
the UK Sports Network. I'm not sure specifically what, uh, but pretty much, I mean, I'd be willing to do almost anything, honestly. Um, uh, probably I'd like to be an historian. That that would probably be my my top goal. Uh, I'm, I'm not not sure if, if the school wants that or not, but uh, if if they did, I would be more more than willing to to do it. That would be right up your alley, sir. So it's a, attention, all you folks in the athletics department. Corey would be glad to join you in a full time role at some point, and I know that uh, you know your assistance would be greatly valued and and appreciated in there for sure. Corey, this has been a blast. I know that uh, you know those who already followed you enjoyed this uh, sort of behind the scenes look at at your work and and your passion, and those who aren't following you. Um, we know they will, but explain what those who aren't currently following Mr. Corey Price are missing out on. What what all are they depriving themselves of by not following you on social media there, sir? Uh, I just, I, I just stats, I guess. I don't know what to say. Hey, uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's not bragging if it's a fact. All sorts of great stats from years past and players that you might have forgotten about games that you might have forgotten about and it's all right there at your fingertips courtesy of of Corey Price and if it's not you know if you got a random question that comes up uh, you know you can feel free to reach out to Corey and I know that he would be glad to do his best and research that information for you so uh Corey you can uh, be followed at Corey P08 that's C O R E Y P zero eight on twitter and um where else can they jump on board with you Corey? uh i'm on facebook uh Corey price um instagram same as twitter Corey p08 there you go and i think i noticed you had a youtube channel oh yes i uh, posted uh my uh interview with uh alan color last week i think it's uh I think it's Corey P0408, maybe. Okay, uh, the years you graduated high school and then the year you graduated college. So Corey yes. P0408 on YouTube. You can go on there, check out uh, his appearance on the Alan Cutler Show and uh, plenty more where that came from in the uh, the weeks and months and years to come. Well, Corey, this has been great fun for me. I hope you've had fun. This was awesome, Sam. Thank you very, very, very much for this. Well, thank you a lot. We look forward to reading your stats. Now, before we let you go, would, would you like to stick your neck out and, and make a, a prediction for UK basketball? I know they're on a, a, a two-game winning streak as we currently speak here. Plenty more where that came from we can always hope is ahead, but uh, would you like to, you know, make a, make a prediction on what's going to happen between here and March? Well, uh, if you asked me this a week ago, my answer would be different. Uh, oh, different. Yes, I agree. It looks like Cal may have found the right lineup. At least I hope he did. Um, if he sticks to uh, the guys who are getting the, the most minutes the, the, these last two games, uh, honestly, I think the sky's the limit. Um, it's not really a whole lot of dominating teams this year in college basketball. No. Um, I mean, I think 
like I say, if, if they stick with this lineup, I, I, I don't see them losing more than two games the rest of the conference schedule. So that that put them at uh, 23 and eight, I think, going into the tournament. Yeah. And Cal's um, had teams with um, 23 and eight or, or thereabout records, and they, they go on to, to, to do big things in, in the tournament. And like you said, when this team's at their best, they're they're pretty hard to beat. You, if you beat Tennessee on the road, then right. you can beat anybody. <laughs> That's, That's for sure. So, uh, you know, lots more basketball ahead, and we'll definitely look forward to following that and, and uh, also following it from different perspectives, courtesy of Mr. Corey Price. So, Corey, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. We'll do this again sometime, my friend. Yes, sir, Sam. Thank you again. And again, CoreyP08 is his Twitter handle. Now, to make it even easier for you to keep track of Corey, I will link you to his Twitter feed in my show notes, okay? So all you got to do is go to my show notes, click on the link, and you can follow anything and everything that Corey Price posts between games and during the games that will never cease to amaze you, and it'll make you even more of a Kentucky fan than you already are, I bet you. Heck, even if you're not a Wildcat fan, you owe it to yourself to uh, go to Corey's Twitter feed and check out all of the information he has gathered in recent years. You will be fascinated, to say the least, and I greatly appreciate Corey taking time to join me today. He is the ultimate Wildcat fan extraordinaire, and it just goes to show you folks that if you have a passion and if you have a dream, it can take you places if you are persistent and you stick with it. Look at what it's done for Corey after he started compiling Big Blue stats a little over 10 years ago. So congratulations, big tip of the cap to Mr. Price for all of the success that he has enjoyed to this point and all of the future success that we know is on the horizon for him. Now, I know that there are plenty of other people keeping stats out there, probably not to the extent of Mr. Price and probably not Kentucky Wildcat related, but if it is uh, related to the state of Kentucky somehow, I want to know about these people. And uh, I don't know about all of the people worthy of a spotlight on my show. And I won't get to all of them. I could be doing this for... 100 years or so and never get to all of them, but I do want to find out about those that I don't know who you would like to hear featured, and you can let me know about those folks via email. My email address is bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com, B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. You can let me know about those favorite restaurants of yours across the Commonwealth, I've also been known to feature state parks, musicians who are on their way to fame and stardom. Maybe perhaps they're already there, and maybe they have uh, ties to Kentucky. Perhaps they were born here or they live here. Glad to uh, consider those people for features as well. I've also been known to talk to educators making a difference in the classroom and healthcare professionals who have been an inspiration for countless individuals. So bottom line, if it's connected to the Commonwealth, I'm more than glad to consider it for a potential spotlight. So don't be bashful. Email me those suggestions or you can send them to me via Facebook. Yes, we do have a Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page and I need you to like and follow the page. 
because all of my previous shows are there, and I also put out teasers on future plans for upcoming shows. I put out those teasers probably once a week or so, and you can make comments, leave messages. I love hearing from listeners via the Facebook page as well. Now, it's hard to believe that it's going to be February when we next come at you. It'll be uh, not only the uh, very first Wednesday of February, but it'll be the first day of February. Feb 1, next Wednesday, good Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, we will be back with you, and you make sure that you are with me, because, believe me, you are the glue that keeps this show together. I could not thrive and prosper without you, so don't let me down. Make sure you're back here next week keeping me company. But before we put this thing to bed, we have the long-awaited answer to the uh, rather obscure Bluegrass Brain Buster, but I couldn't resist it. We uh, brought it to you at the beginning of the show. And to, uh, to recap, you know, we're coming off two straight games in which Kentucky has overcome halftime deficits to win. And those were games against Georgia and Texas A&M. I wanted to know, when was the last time Kentucky overcame halftime deficits in two straight games to win? And if it sounds like a Corey Price stat, well, that's with good reason. It is a Corey Price stat. And that last happened back in 2021, January of 2021, that is. And I'm afraid that'll forever be known as the COVID year because people were still kind of trying to bounce back. But basketball was being played. The the crowds were slim. Uh, limited fan capacity was allowed uh, across the country for uh, the uh, the entire season. You know, they allowed more and more people in to the games as time went on. But anyway, January 2nd and 5th of 2021, that was the last time that Kentucky overcame a halftime deficit in two consecutive games to win. On January 2nd of 21, it was against Mississippi State. On January 5th, it was against those Vanderbilt Commodores. And uh, that didn't happen again, overcoming a halftime deficit in two straight games to win, that is, until just now when we've uh, overcome halftime deficits against Georgia and Texas A&M in the last two games to win. So... For more where that came from, like I said, check out Corey's Twitter feed. You're not going to be disappointed. And come on back next week for another Bluegrass Brain Buster and plenty, plenty more fun. And uh, in the meantime, make sure that you listen and subscribe to Blabbit in the Bluegrass without paying one pretty penny via numerous podcast directories. These include Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Verbal. We've also recently added uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Boomplay, even a few others. So if we're not a part of your favorite podcast directory, email me or Facebook me. Let me know what that is so that we can do everything we can to make sure that we are there ASAP. So until we get together again, you've got one assignment and one assignment alone, and that is to keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep on laughing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, because we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass. 
where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a black band in the bluegrass with a fit for every taste. Precious time is not to waste.